if you can't yet influence yourself, how well is it going to go trying to have that appropriate effect upon others? So right. phase one has to be exactly what you just brought up about crushing whatever imposter syndrome, building up that confidence, changing the stories that we tell ourselves so that now we're showing up and let's use the word congruency. We're showing up and we're congruent with what we're saying. We're standing in that position of authority as the expert. And now that we have that without a you know bragging nature in terms of how we do it, now we can get into the calibration, the relationships with other people and understanding that divide in terms of how we're speaking to really two parts of the person's mind at once, especially in a business transaction. There's the emotions, there's the logic and how we can find that place to dance in the middle and speak to the both. But it's only once we have those two foundations, now comes the place to go. Here's how we can use the principles of metaphor and change the structure and the direction of stories in such a way that, again, our audience is placing themselves inside of our case study examples. And in their head, they're elevating themselves and going, that's what I want. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean and Lacey here, and today we have a super exciting topic and guest to talk about this. Um, I am super excited to dive in, so I'm not even going to waste any time up here. We need time to talk to <laughs> we want this, all the minutes. this uh, gentleman. Um, we're going to bring on Jason Lynette. He is going to talk about, and he even prepped in our, in our pre-discussion, we're not going to talk too much about the hypnotist side, but hypnotism and influence. And I'm excited to dive into this because persuasion, the words that you use, sometimes you might even wonder, did somebody hypnotize me? And that's why I bought this. Like, this <laughs> is going to be so <laughs> awesome to discuss. Let's bring in Jason Lynette into the None of Your Business podcast. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Sean and Lacey. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> I always love to start with asking every guest, like, how do we end up talking to you? You obviously have made a name for yourself in this space. Um, obviously, previously, you have training in the space. How do we transition from that and end up with this whole thing about business, influence, sales, all of the different things that you're able to speak about? Yeah, so two events kind of combined together to really tell the story which is that there may be some people in this audience that maybe not so much hypnosis, but perhaps a segment that kind of pops up in business trainings at times of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And when I first got into all of this, I went the route of at one point doing a motivational program for schools to then opening up a business in Virginia, seeing thousands of clients over the course of more than a dozen years. And in the learning of it, it was this mindset that's inside of the best of the trainings, which is that these are not techniques that were necessarily invented. They were instead principles that were discovered by tracking effective strategies. Who were the people who were excelling? How can we model what they do and replicate it for ourselves? So there was this belief system shift that I had there where I was noticing that for other people, it was as if they were now turning it on. They were mm, beginning a process. Yet if this is all based upon effective communication, why don't we just do it all the time? 
that for the word influence or even a slightly more emotionally charged word like persuasion, the reality is we're always influencing with every bit of communication. We're always persuading, even if it's a matter of an hour or two ago to my wife, hey, we have this in the freezer. Let's do that for dinner. Okay. And it was still effective communication. We measure effectiveness as it gets a result. So to look at how we can do this intentionally and so much of sales training is around, you know, the objection crusher, the more persuasive in your face way of doing it sometimes, when instead let's just build the environment where our materials are selling what we do for us well enough so that by the time we swoop into the conversation, people are already now selling themselves into what we do. So on the language side, it was a belief system shift that's, let's just use this at all times. The turning point though, was that here I was seeing, you know, thousands of clients over the years and teaching some of the business strategies in a very specific world of, uh, there's another business I run called Work Smart Hypnosis, which is marked by, I think, one of the most micro niche categories you could imagine, okay. teaching hypnotists who already do hypnosis, how to do hypnosis better. <laughs> that's wow. yeah. yes, that's very and it's in that world. There's all these videos that, you know, can easily be found online. It was a client who came in fear of public speaking. She wanted to grow a segment of her business and in her research, she created the market for me. She goes, I saw this video where you were talking about how to structure the message in a video. Could you look at my presentation? I think there might be something you can add to it. And Trent Lacey, the first response was, well, that's not exactly what I do. But as soon as I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, wait, this is a great story. <laughs> Move the story to the beginning. The story is told from the angle of, sorry, but this is how awesome I am. Change the angle of the story to elevate the success of the person you're talking about. She's a chiropractor telling a case study story. Begin with that, sweep them into the action, then land the introduction give the roadmap of what you're going to present. Here's the way to also embed how people make the decision to buy from you in all of your stories. Mm. And suddenly it was that discovery that business owners, entrepreneurs, people who go online, yes, we can build up confidence. Yes, we can feel a greater sense of authority. Yet there often is still that moment of the deer in the headlights. What do I say? So teaching people how to ethically make use of a few hypnotic language hacks for their influence, which then launched a whole other segment of what I do, which we've been doing for years, helping business owners, coaches, and consultants to, again, have your ideal clients wanting more from you, even before you make that offer. Let's sell the personal audience. I know that you have a question, but before that, I think super important. Comment, yeah. I, want, I want to define terms. Um, yes. Because I, I want to go into this. Um, because I want, hopefully, I, one piece of value that we could provide for everybody is clarity. Because you mentioned two things that when you said these two words, the human tendency is they backfill and they're like, oh, I know what you're saying. And they probably don't. So no, this we, is funny because I, I want you to just pause there because what I was going to actually say is I was going to offer a comment. Just listening to you talk, I had a realization that we always tell people that they have to sell. 
Like even the the dinner comment, we talk about that and we're like, oh, you have to sell your wife on the idea of what where to go for dinner. Using the word influence is so much softer and people get a visceral response. So you're this is where you're going with that. But I, I love it because the the just the change in terms for me was like, oh man, oh, but why I'm have gonna, I never said I'm, that? I'm gonna hit I'm gonna hit two terms hit that have more of a visceral response okay. than that. I need I need for you to define for everybody hypnosis. Oh, yes. What is it? Because like I said before, people are like, wait, are you hypnotizing me now? Like, like what, what, <laughs> so when you're talking about hypnosis, I want to define that. And then I want to, I want to just, you know, you have on those, um, public transits, right? Don't touch the electrified. Well, I want to just go ahead and lick the electrified rail with my tongue. I want you to define. I can help you with you that. Say, what's that? <laughs> I can help you with that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Please, please. <laughs> I want to define neuro-linguistic programming. Mm -hmm. So these two things are important because you brought them up and I really want to dive into that because yeah, there are a lot of people that are like, I don't like that. I don't like you doing that. I don't want, so let's define it. What yeah, is hypnosis? Absolutely. What is NLP? And we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. And to which I'd say these are category words with many things inside of them. And I've kind of taken my approach of on one side, guessing and testing in my business over the years and instead kind of put it in its own category of hypnotic influence for premium sales. But let's get into the specific buzzwords inside of it for a moment. Uh, let's define hypnosis by the terms that most of us would use nowadays. Uh, it's that this is good. It's slightly technical. We'll make it simple. It's that bypassing of that critical awareness of the mind in spite of what we may already be aware of, which that sounds highly technical. It's something we all do every single day. You're driving in your car. You're thinking of everything other than driving your car. You still end up where you want to go. You're watching a movie. You know it's all fiction. You know they're actors dressing up and basically pretending. We know it's all fake, and yet we still get swept up in the story. Now, let's take that example, though, and put this into the context of again, previous career focus, the people who would make use of this process for personal change, which I'll sidebar for a quick moment. It's not that I would ask people to either believe or disbelieve in what I do because cool little resource scholar.google.com. There are tens of thousands of peer reviewed studies now pointing to mm -hmm. the proven nature in terms of what's happening in the brain how effective it is for certain personal change issues. The conversation of belief or disbelief is at least now 40, 50 years out of date. The data is there just to support it. So, but going back to the individual issues, here's the person who knows those cigarettes are slowly killing them. And yet they're saying, yeah, but that relaxes me. Here's the person who feels this emotion and yet they know that emotion is not hunger and yet they're eating in response to that feeling. They know that already, and yet there they are eating in response. I always go back to, <laughs> this may offend three people in the audience, if not the entire <laughs> okay. world. Um, here was the man who I worked with who had a PhD in uh, Russian literature, and I forget the specific specialty, to which even he said, yes, when you have these degrees, it qualifies you to do one thing, teach it in college. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I'm clearly the most qualified person in the room. I know this content inside and out. I'm the one lecturing on it. I'm the one grading these students. Why am I shaking like I'm in my third grade math class? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. So that bypassing, so on the personal change side of things, to those people, I used to say, well, congratulations, you're already doing hypnosis. Let me show you how to do it better. Let's teach you how to use that function of the mind towards the intent. And it's from out of those techniques of change, it leaves behind a trail of techniques, language patterns. So this is where we can get specific in terms of different methodologies, many of which that I've taken from the change world and saw that what happened when I pick up the same change method and put it into the business process. Mm. One of the discoveries is the emotional and mental journey from curious shopper to satisfied buyer is almost identical to stuck inside of a personal problem to now living in the solution. Wow. To look back wow. in retrospect, I get it. And, and briefly, NLP, neurolinguistic programming, shortest version of the historical method I could share here would be here were two brilliant people in the 1960s and 70s. And this began as a behavior modeling exercise. Let's find people, this will sound familiar, let's find people who are effective at what they do, study how they do it, and see if we can break it down into systems so other people can duplicate it. This was a movement that began with three therapists that they were tracking, one of whom was a man by the name of Milton Erickson, who was a well-known hypnotist of the day. So it's how these two categories kind of fit together. I, I would say if there's anyone in the audience who hears the words NLP or hypnosis and immediately puts up a guard against them, uh, the other side of what I do is teaching hypnotists how to do hypnosis better. Uh, it is a profession marked upon uh, a quality of training that's slowly getting better. Let me say that in a positive way. And we raised enough of a stink uh, years ago to help found a new organization with an ethics board to help to make that kind of thing happen. So chances are, you know, there are things that are often offered out there as absolutes. If you say it this way, they're going to buy. To which I actually, you know, go into the details of that to say, well, maybe. But then again, here are the other elements at play in terms of communication, in terms of where we are in the rapport cycle, both in terms of logic and emotion and that meeting in the middle to be able to make the offer at the right time. And it's where, again, bringing it all together now into a sales and business context, how do we calibrate where someone is in their journey? So we're taking the guesswork out of the process. And Lacey, I love what you said about you're always selling, you're always influencing. I tend to say no matter the crowd I speak to, whether they're people in our programs, whether they're personal trainers or health coaches online, financial advisors, we've got some contractors, counselors, therapists, you're always selling the next step. Mm -hmm. And really this brings in the obvious ethical consideration into this because we're going to simplify someone else's life. We're going to serve them better. We're also going to streamline our life. If we can think in terms of systems in the business, we're only the people who are qualified to the move to the next step are getting there so that our messaging is becoming metaphorically magnetic in nature to attract in the people we want and respectfully put that modifier on this <laughs> repel yeah. away the people that are yeah. <laughs> yeah. well this is really interesting uh listening to you a couple of things come to mind uh number one and correct me if i'm wrong it's most people when they're thinking of hypnosis or even nlp they're thinking of this like 
outside approach. Like I'm doing it to somebody else, but listening to you talk and you're talking about people going from issues to solutions, you can also use this on yourself to help the sales process or the influence process. Is that what I'm hearing or am I misinterpreting? Yes, absolutely. And I'd share and forgive the very blatant plug and having to answer this way. <laughs> I do a podcast no. called Hypnotic Language Hacks, which each wow. week is mostly just kind of peeling back the curtain and teaching an extremely straightforward principle audience can put into use. And yes, they go off and see benefits and then they reach out, they join our communities as the intention that's been working quite well. Yeah. As much as the perception of what I do would be, it's the language patterns, it's the sequencing, it's the when, where, and why of how to do this and other twists on principles and many of which are my own now in terms of the discovery that it's an entirely different conversation to, I don't like the word upsell. We like the word upgrade. It's mm -hmm. a different dialogue to upgrade products to another product as it is a service to another service or to cross the line to move from product to service or service to product. Mm -hmm. And that work alone is something that I've shared inside of the programs. We've gotten some amazing uh, feedback on, but as much as the guy who actually has a trademark on hypnotic language hacks, that's got to be the third part of a bigger system mm -hmm. because phase one has to be exactly in line with what you just brought up there in the category yeah. of emotional intelligence. If you can't yet influence yourself, how well is it going to go trying to have that appropriate effect upon others? So right. phase one has to be exactly what you just brought up about crushing whatever imposter syndrome, building up that confidence, changing the stories that we tell ourselves so that now we're showing up and let's use the word congruency. We're showing up and we're congruent with what we're saying. We're standing in that position of authority as the expert. And now that we have that without a you know, bragging nature in terms of how we do it, now we can get into the calibration, the relationships with other people. And understanding that divide in terms of how we're speaking to really two parts of the person's mind at once, especially in a business transaction, there's the emotions, there's the logic and how we can find that place to dance in the middle and speak to the both. But it's only once we have those two foundations, now comes the place to go. Here's how we can use the principles of metaphor and change the structure and the direction of stories in such a way that, again, our audience is placing themselves inside of our case study examples. And in their head, they're elevating themselves and going, that's what I want. So, so right there alone, anyone who's listening, anyone who's watching, who has gone, yeah, I've studied that stuff before. I read a book on it. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. You might be able to listen to what I've said so far and start to see why perhaps it didn't. It's not the technique it's the application and how we actually customize in that moment. Well, I love hearing that mm -hmm. because well, that lets me know that at least in my speaking career, just by being completely ignorant to these things <laughs> that you are talking about, I somehow stumbled into having it right. I remember we were just talking about this this past weekend um, about the, the construct of these stories and people living vicariously. And I love that when you were talking about in the movies, right? Living vicariously through your, your ability to tell people's 
to tell people's story, to move their subconscious thought process if they see themselves in the story and we're overcoming certain situations and we're connecting the dots and they're living vicariously through it, then we will get the influence enough to get them to see the obvious solution. I want to then backtrack a little bit too, because I, I'm loving all of this. And I, I, what I love about the podcast is I, I, what I try to do here, Jason, is I try to get into the head. I'm playing the role. Um, I'm in the minds of the listener. So I'm the <laughs> naysayer guy, like trying to figure out where the, what they're coming up with. So number one, I have to buy into the construct, right? right. I, I've got to learn how to release the negativity that I might have about leveraging certain tools to influence people, especially because the majority of our listeners are service providers. And mm -hmm. so if you if there's a gap between a prospect, a client, and where they need to be because of your professional knowledge, we need to move them over into this other space. We need to leverage tools and we need to understand that these tools exist, number one. Number two, then as Jason said, we need to apply it to ourselves mindset you talk a lot about that now i want to dive into the next steps so here's what everybody says okay jason <laughs> tell me what to say and i heard you saying it's not necessarily that the words, it's not right. the words so okay if it's not the words where do i start especially oh no I'm no it becomes the words it becomes I'm the right? words and then it becomes the sequencing as well mm -hmm. uh mind if i just share something directly out of what i do I think that's going to be the best way to answer it. Okay. So um, preamble to this, it's often said, amazing book, highly recommended, uh, Culture Code by Daniel mm -hmm. Coyle, uh, all about creating community. And it's one of these books that, um, let me say it as politely as I can, doesn't tell us all the same stories that we all keep reading in every business book. We yeah. all clearly agree Steve Jobs was awesome. Let's yeah. find some <laughs> other examples. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> In, in that book, and it, it made me kind of look at some of what I do, and I saw that here are these, you know, um, formulas that have fancy names, and we don't have a name for this one, so that's why I give the preamble. This is the double three-act structure for more confident sales. That fits on a billboard, right? Uh, so yes. it's <laughs> going to solve the solution of, here's the outcome first. It's going to help to solve the solution of really giving a well-defined call to action at the end of a content piece. And notice I made that general because it's a matter of what's best for you. It might be Facebook Live in your business. It might be TikTok. It might be going out and giving talks. It might be blogging. You're going to know your market better than most. And better question is, where's your audience gathering? That's where you should be. So this is going to solve the issue of taking the guesswork out of the call to action and then it's going to be reiterated again. That's why it's a double three-act structure. As soon as, let's say, strategy call, sales call begins. So let's go off the example that many people in service are in a bit of a high-ticket space. And what's the common consensus nowadays? Bring them into a call and go from there. Um, there's certain thresholds that people would say as absolutes that after this price, eh, you might not be able to go direct from webinar get them on a call, whether it's you or someone on your team. So imagine we're now at the end of a content piece and quick reference to this, uh, from like 2003 to like 2006 or seven, I worked in backstage production theater. I wasn't the actor, director, or designer. I was the production stage manager. 
taking all those sensitive, creative people and helping them to get along. If that's not the best psychological training you can imagine, I don't know what is. So three-act structure, act one, act two, act three. A man by the name of George Abbott once said, here's the formula for a good play. Act one, get the hero up in the tree. Act two, throw rocks at him. Act three, get him down. That formula can apply to nearly every movie you've ever seen. We're not throwing rocks here, though. So here's the three-act structure of the offer. Video piece that presents some piece of content, and this is a process that begins with you, which is why you can see there's a button down below to click and schedule time to speak directly with me. And as soon as we connect on that call, we'll talk about what your goals are. We'll then have plenty of time if you've got questions for me and I can explain exactly what I do and how it works. And then from there, if I'm confident I can help you out, I'll explain how we can get started as soon as possible. Click that button. Look forward to speaking with you soon. Well-defined outcome. Click the button. Here's what's going to happen. The more important part is that we're already starting to layer in. I meet too many people in service-based businesses that'll get on that call and they start to play the game of the long rapport as to where you're from. Yeah, kids, what are you, what's this? And it's the stuff that people often do because they're afraid to get started. As opposed to we build better rapport by diving in with intention and setting the foundation. So the first three-act structure becomes part of your CTA, your call to action in your materials. Now we're on the call. And uh, hey, Sean, good to connect with you. And just briefly, the way that this obviously works is that we'll spend some time talking about your goals so I can get a better idea in terms of what you'd like to achieve. Then from there, we've got time. I'll open up if you've got questions for me and I can further explain exactly what I do and how it works. And then from there, if I'm confident that I can help you out, I'll explain how we can get started as soon as possible. Makes sense? And on the surface, this sounds extremely direct and simple, if not obvious. But again, look what's happened here. We have built an expectation. There's a concept out of hypnotic language patterns called future pacing. You should never define a term based on the words you are actually using. But yes, this one works. You're putting someone into the future in their mind by telling them what's going to happen. I call this product pacing. I'm pacing you through the product experience before you're even in it. The key thing, this is one of the bigger takeaways, especially for anybody out there who has ever been cautious around asking for the sale at the end of that moment. From the content piece, here's the expectation. I now have permission to make the sales offer at the end because they've responded to it. We then repeat the sequence at the beginning. And the benefit now is, makes sense. And of course, whatever, what other option would you have there? Of course it does. I, I have to tell a quick side story around this of a woman who was working with me. She was in the financial space and she was looking at breaking away from being the employee of a much bigger conglomerate to then launch her own media channel, build her own business. And she's just rocked it out of her sense, has a big staff of people she manages and does the content that's bringing people into her world. She said, I was sold on working with you in the first 15 seconds of talking to you. How? She goes, well, I've made two other calls to people who do things kind of similar in the world of what you do. Here was the first one. Hey, is this name of the business? 
No, hang on. Mom! 45 seconds goes by. Yeah, hello. And it's like this false start, which there's a lot to fix there. The second one, and I love this one. This goes back to something I shared earlier. Hey, is this this business? Oh, wait, hang on. <clears throat> yes, hello. This is the, like they, it was the same person, <laughs> but clearly put on an act. And in the first 15 seconds, all I did was just set the foundation, laid out the framework for where we're going to go. But the key bit is at the end of it, the checkpoint of let's call it compliance and let's call it permission. And then if I'm confident that I can help you out, I'll explain exactly how you can get started as soon as possible. Make sense? And it's not meant to be a presentation. It's not meant to be a sales offer. Yet because of the yes response, we get to that. It's a seamless transition to go, great, so I've got a clear idea in terms of what your goals are. Would you like to chat a bit further about exactly what I do and how it works? Now there's a logical reason to move to the next step, which means they're already, as we go through this, they're now embedding the process in their own minds, telling themselves the story as to what's happening next. If we hit that sales offer and it comes as a surprise, that's why sales often gets a bad rap because of people who do it badly. Instead, mm. every step of the journey is based upon permission, yet embedding that story in the person's mind of here's what's coming next. And it's all with permission. It's all with consent. And it's all from the position of service. And the last button on this is if I'm confident, I can help out. Because there may be the moment where it may not be the type of client we work with. I mean, I think to someone I talked to last month and uh, not to do the self-patting on the back moment, it was clear that what he was looking for was a graphic designer. Mm. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, there's sometimes in our, you know, we, we have the permanent library of the videos that teach you how to do all these influence principles and give you the language patterns and show you when, where, and why to plug it into videos and sales copy and advertisements and even even so far as how we can stack this appropriately of even asking for the testimonial because the testimonial is not just for your business. The testimonial is asking that person to ratify their own story to themselves and celebrate their own success. Mm. So mm -hmm. recognize that if anyone out there is hesitant about asking for testimonials, That's you good. owe it to your clients to get mm. them to validate that story that they've done something great for themselves. So I, I say that to him like, well, that this is what I do. Uh, I, I will say I have some graphic designers in our community I could introduce you to. And it was a nice roundabout moment because I did not make an offer at the end of that call. Mm -hmm. I made a recommendation. Now, behind the scenes, the graphic designer goes, oh, yeah, and especially when you're in Jason's program and learning this, and then he's selling him on the thing, and now he's with us. Uh, so by doing good business and not trying to sell someone the wrong product at the wrong time, it created better loyalty and now have two raving fans rather than one happy and one with buyer's remorse. So again, the checkpoint on the ethics side is we're only progressing as we see it's a fit. Jason Lynette, you can find, I love this. You can find out more about him at www try to spell his name jason <laughs> or to make it easy this is the part i love i love this jason influence jasoninfluence.com 
I want to make sure that everybody, if you're listening, um, you guys know we don't like to wait till the very end of the show, make you listen to the very end or fast forward. You got you want to hear this content, but I'm telling you now, if you're listening on a platform, you can jump over to www.jasoninfluence because he's telling you about the community, about his offerings. Yep. If you want to learn more, jasoninfluence.com. Well, and I, I love oh, I love the process that you just laid out. I got to tell you because I think a lot of business owners really struggle with uh, um, selling selling people on things because they feel incongruent doing it. And all the way to the very end, where you say, you know, um, I got to find out like if I'm confident, I can help you. That under underlying sentiment and tone is I'm going to do what's right for you whether it's selling you on my product or not. And that's what it's all about because people that really need you, like you said, those people that you want to attract into your world that you do your best business with, you owe it to them to show up and be able to influence them into the solution they've been looking for. But more importantly, you also owe it to the people out there to influence them into a solution they don't necessarily know they need, even if it's not you. So it's all congruent with selling and doing right by people. I love that process. There's a quick, and here's another bonus strategy as well. Love it. We all love a good under promise over deliver. Right. And it turns out there's a simple formula to do that consistently. If you can sell people what they want and in the process of delivering what they want, give them what they need right mm. there is your formula for under promise over deliver. Let me teach everything I do in two statements. Uh, <laughs> In all that you're doing as a business owner from an influential ethical perspective, what you're doing is helping to change the criteria upon which they're making the decision so that they can make a better decision for themselves. So phase one, we're helping to change a criteria. Phase two, we're working to elevate their status in their own mind. Because mm. remember that if someone doesn't buy from you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they don't like you or they don't like your product. Far too often, it's the internal story of, well, that's not going to work for me because. And at the core of it, it may be a bit of a confidence issue. This is the importance of learning the right way to tell the story so that without saying, you like that story? That's what I can do with you. And that's too much. Don't do it that way. It's yeah. instead they're doing it organically. And here's a formula. I had a guy who... Uh, <laughs> had a good problem. He did a credit repair service and his clients kept coming back to him as repeat customers. Sounds good. But remember his service is credit repair, which means something went badly with their credit and then he helped them fix it. And then later on they came back, which meant they didn't learn the lesson and they got into trouble again. They signed on to some loan they could not afford, missed a payment took another strike. So to this guy's credit, he went off and gone and gone through some other like life coaching program. And he goes, I'm going to offer them a program now. That's, um, you know, in addition to the credit counseling also is about your emotional connection with money. And he's in a crowded marketplace. There's a lot of people who offer that. There's a lot of deep discount services that, you know, will outsource to lower price people. Cause some of it is just nuts and bolts, message the company, here's what we'll do. Can we meet in the middle? They negotiate, they come back. So the formula, to give you a little bit of a mathematical thing, it's not just about X, though we are going to X. It's also about Y so that you can Z. 
let me map that out again. It's not just about X, though we are going to X. It's also about Y so that you can Z. And embedded inside of this is that under promise over deliver formula. So it's not just about fixing your credit, though we are going to help you to fix your credit. It's really about changing your emotional mind decision with money so that you never need a service like mine again. The moment he now lands that statement, everybody else is selling credit repair. Everybody else is a commodity. Everybody else is fighting for the bottom in terms of who's going to give the most competitive price. He has now moved himself out of that world and instead into this unique mechanism, into this expert guru role, and he doesn't have someone else in that immediate marketplace who's doing it the way that he does, which at the end of the day, isn't that what people actually needed as opposed to, oh, sweet balance transfer. We can buy that furniture <laughs> and whoops instead. So it's not about X so, and there's a bit of attitude and emotion to this of almost dismissal in the delivery, use your own style. It's not about, it's not just about X though. Clearly we are going to X. See, it's really about why, so that you can see. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about learning a few fancy words and language patterns to um, become more influential, though I am going to teach several words and language patterns. It's really about um, understanding the emotional mind connection in terms of why people buy so that you can craft that user journey so they sell themselves inside of what you do. We're up against the... Uh time limits here so and this is super fantastic uh would love to continue the conversation but i want to end with a couple rapid fire questions now you've probably oh, yeah. done a million <laughs> podcasts where they like say like what's your favorite book that's not what i'm going to do but I'm, you're going to try and answer these as as quick as you can as if it was what's your favorite book um but they're related to what you're talking about i think we can jam through these sort of these things i think that people have in their minds how does everything that you are teaching us today differ in a down economy what do we need to do different if the economy shifts and people are thinking differently about spending their money so the answer to that would be is that there's always the fact that sales when it's done appropriately is about helping someone to solve a problem it's moving from product problem into solution and the reality is there's always a specific market that's in need. So let's go to the example of selling. I opened up my original office in Northern Virginia at the height of the mortgage crisis. Mm. And who was next door? The testing facility where all of the mortgage brokers had to go get relicensed. I walked over and went, oh, I work with testings. I couldn't finish the sentence. Like, can you, do you have brochures or business cards? Could you come give a talk? These people need what you do at them if, if I have to. So it's not that a market goes away. It's a matter of keeping your ears and eyes open to see where do people have a specific need. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, doing a presentation and thinking back to go, oh, I could have done it this way. Uh, part of everything I've shared came about from an accident. I forgot my words in a talk, which was more personal development related. And out came the phrase, you know your business can change people's lives, and yet you realize you don't yet have the right words to inspire them to take action. You know you can fix what's going on in this person's life, and yet they're not moving into it. Hmm. And I felt this room of like 3,000 people lean in. And I was like, 
Okay, let's do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, what changes, um, and, and maybe even, well, first of all, on Zoom, what changes based off of the setting? Everything you've taught us, what do I modify based off the setting, phone, Zoom, and let's even throw in the metaverse if we're selling. <laughs> okay, so step one, I have to change the criteria of the question because far too often people go, well, what's not going to work here? Mm. How is this not as good there? When you change the question, you get a better answer. What are the benefits of this platform? What are the benefits of this? So I created waves over in the more hypnotherapy world by pointing out that, well, there's three reasons why hypnosis can be just as effective, if not in, even more effective in person. Briefly, change occurs when your eyes are closed listening to the hypnotist. So why do you need to be in the same room? Second, change never occurred in the room. Change occurred in your head. Mm. You know, wherever you got your head, we can do the work. Third is we can do the work in the environment where you want to notice the result. So take that as an example, not the only one, and realize at the end of all of these, and this is where I always throw in the disclaimer that when you really get down to it, it's the emotional mind journey. And like you mentioned, metaverse right around the corner here are platforms that we don't even know about yet. Here comes the time where the stuff that we're all using will be gone because here's new options. And at the core of it, it's about person-to-person -person relationships. And as soon as we have that, we just need to then ask ourselves, what do we need to do to still connect people to people? People do business with people. And there's only a few examples in our bigger culture as to there are people who have decided they're already going to buy the iPhone 16. 14 and 15 haven't come out yet. Mm -hmm. There are people who already know when their car dies, they're going to get another Toyota. And they've got that loyalty. Now, we talk about that of like billion dollar brands that have done all this market testing. In terms of where most of us that are here and listening to this, it comes around to interactions with people. So as soon as we can connect with someone, let them be heard, let them feel that sense of success and guide them along the way. That's where all of this becomes universal and will still work many years from now. Last question. Um, so this is all great. We totally agree with everything that you're teaching. This is not, not necessarily us, but I, I do think important to, to address this in the mind of the, of the listener. Okay, so Jason, when do we hypnotize them? <laughs> so I would say, and this is a shift. This is where I closed an office. We were chatting briefly before diving in. I lived in Northern Virginia the last 14, 15 years, and now I'm down in Orlando, Florida. And the revelation of, hey, it's an entire online business. Let's do this somewhere warmer um, <laughs> and uh, better cost of living. Yes, indeed. Uh, so the career began by hypnotizing people to produce a change. And yes, this sounds like a buzzworthy statement, but it's instead about letting your communication become hypnotic. So we don't have to have the moment like in the therapy world of now close your eyes, five, right. four, relaxing down, uh, where that's going to be weird if you're an accountant trying to get someone to sign on for some you know annual service. Um, kind of the easy answer uh, as to how is you know hypnotherapy different from stage hypnosis, the entertainment versus the clinical. Context is everything, you know? So in that situation, that's why it's a separate thing that I do. We, we run certification programs for hypnotists. I help organize one of the major organizations. We 
are the ones who qualify other practitioners to be instructors. Mm. And I've only briefly referenced this because that's not the audience that's here. So we don't have to have the eyes closed, tranced out state. It's instead what happens when we take those same techniques that are used for change and appropriately plop them into the sales communication. That's where, again, we start to let our message become embedded in the mind and people begin to sell themselves appropriately and ethically into what we do. Love it. And eyes open feeling fantastic. That's right. <laughs> that was excellent. Yeah. www.jasoninfluence. Go check you mind him if out. I share briefly what that is so people know yeah, what that absolutely, is? Absolutely, please. Yeah. Um, he was cracking the joke because it's something I mentioned earlier. Uh, people butcher the spelling of my last name. So I used to say, just go to jasonlinette.com. Do your best. I own all the misspellings. They point to the right one. And we just made it easier. And let's give you value rather than ask you to look at something and you know make a decision. So there's a sequence that's right out of my trainings called the video influence systems. What happens when you can go on camera and craft your message in a way to sweep people into the experience, have them actually listening and watching until the end, and then more inspired to take the action at the end of the sequence. So I've broken it down into a simple seven step formula, video influence system. Some steps only take like two or three seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's a pattern that you can use. Yes, I teach it in the context of video, uh, but it can be applied for ad writing, blog posts, um, any other platform you can imagine. And that's a free on-demand training, jasoninfluence.com. Check it out. Please put it to use. Don't let this go on the digital shelf and collect digital dust. Uh, yet it's one of the segments that we got the best feedback from. So we just decided, hey, let's make this available for free for people who listen on podcasts. That's at jasoninfluence.com. Love it. Fantastic, Jason. So Thank you so much for being with us. I'm sure that we will be seeing more of you around none of your business, Black Diamond Club land and different things that we are involved in. Uh, perfect alignment in purpose and also in uh, the actual tactical teachings, love everything that you're doing. Um, I encourage everybody to check him out, www.jasoninfluence.com. Just like he said, do we say that every every show? Nothing happens by listening to a podcast. And you may hope maybe you're you have running to take on a action. <laughs> you got to do something because you can't just listen to a podcast and then be like, where's my, how come my business didn't grow? You've got to go <laughs> to the website, you got to get the information, you've got to consume it, you have, you have to, to apply, apply it. it. That's how you grow your business. So thank you so much, Jason. Listen, that's all we have for you today. Thank you for sticking in with us. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share. Give us a five-star rating. Tell all your friends about us. We're here to help you. If you need anything, be sure to reach out. Um, send me an email, sean at blackdiamondclub.com. Anything that we can do for you, we would love to be of assistance. We'll be back again next week. We'll do it all again. Thank you so much for listening to the None of Your Business podcast. Oh,